This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. To the mini-sode. Of My Favorite Murder. That's right. We did it backwards. <laughs> tricked ya. It's tricked ya day. <laughs> There's a very good chance I've forgotten how to do mini-sodes. A very good chance. <laughs> it's been like a week and a half. Two weeks yeah. or so? Yeah. Yeah. It just slips your mind, these things that if you don't really keep up and yeah. really practice on the daily, you you can lose it all. That's right. Speaking of birthdays, when this <laughs> when this comes out, it's going to be your birthday today, That's Monday. Right. That's right, May eleventh. Happy birthday! Thank you. Wishing you a good year and health, wealth, and happiness. Thank you so much. Yeah, you want to go first because um, it's your birthday. Yeah, is that my big present? <laughs> Perfect. Is that what you got me? <laughs> I actually did get you something, but you're going to get it later. <laughs> I'm going to get it uh, in 2022, yeah. summer of 2022. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going off the mic stand. Do it. I can't. It's, I'm trying to you, figure out how to make this more comfortable. Freestyle that thing. You can do it. It's your birthday. You can do anything mm. you want. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read you the subject line. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and a potpourri of animals. <laughs> when my older sister was about 10, she came down the stairs in the middle of the night to my mom's room crying that she saw a strange man at the foot of her bed. She describes him as a tall, dark-haired man with a handlebar mustache, whispering beans in a deep, <laughs> in a, in a deep soft Whispering voice. beans? The word beans? The word beans, like refried. <laughs> it's, you, you can imagine when I started reading this email, I was like, yeah. well, here's, here's my favorite one of all. My mom brushed it off as a nightmare and sent her back to bed. The next night, she came down around the same time saying the man had come back. This happened over and over for about two weeks until finally the visit stopped. About a year or so later, my mom got a big box of old family photos from her great aunt that had recently passed away. Mm. She began to hang them up chronologically one by one down the main staircase in our foyer. My sister came to see her progress when she gasped at the sight of one of the photos. This is beans. No. <laughs> my mom, my mom and I examined the photo and the man was exactly as my sister described tall, slim, dark haired. And with that iconic handlebar mustache, my mom got the strangest look on her face and began to tell us the story of how this was the only member of our family ever to be murdered. He was a pharmacist in his small town in Ohio, a few towns over from us, back in the 1800s. There was a feud happening between two families in the town, and supposedly one side broke into the pharmacy and switched around a few of the medicines to try to mess with the other side. My great-great-great 
truly not going to keep going because this is already long as fuck, <laughs> uncle, took what he thought was his medication and wound up being poisoned and killed. Holy shit. We ended up finding the death certificate on Ancestry.com and everything. There was no way my sister could have uh, seen that picture before, but also she was 10 and known to, as my dad says, storytell. So who's to say? <laughs> Anyways, love y'all. Peace, love, beans, Anna. <laughs> oh, man, I was really hoping like he was a bean farmer or there was going to be some <laughs> connection to beans, but that's okay. It's still good. I mean, I think maybe that was the thing he was craving. Like that's what he was supposed to have for dinner yeah. right before he took his medicine. And then he's like, you're, he's left in eternal, you know, whatever. Maybe the guy who killed him was his nickname was beans. Yes. That's gotta be it. Let's think of four more um, variables <laughs> that could be happening in this story. Perfect. Okay, good one. What if he thought the little girl's name was Beans because yep. she looked like a bean what while the she dog was asleep? was named Beans and he's mad that the dog didn't protect him. What if he's <laughs> a vegan? <laughs> okay. Hey, Karen and Georgia. Love you. Love what you do. Love mental health visibility. All right. Enough with the flattery. Let's get to it. I'm currently sure. We'll rush through the flattery all the time. They rush and rush <laughs> like we don't like it. Yeah. I'm currently sheltering in place with my aunt and uncle in Aurora, Oregon. I had to get out of my 500 square foot apartment all by myself in Seattle where things are pretty rough. I've tried for years to get family members to talk to me about murder, but they all look at me cross-eyed and tell me I should get into something a little less he heavy like gardening. Anyway, I was going for a walk with my Aunt Lynn through the beautiful Oregon countryside next to the river, and we walked by a house, and my aunt says to me, you know, a man who used to live here was recently found dead in his home, and he'd been dead for 18 months before anyone found him. And then all caps, I'm sorry, what? I said, say more right now. <laughs> Apparently, she's been holding out on me for over two decades. One of the original members of the Mickey Mouse Club, Dennis Day, used to live down the street from my family, and he moved to Phoenix with his long-term partner, Henry Caswell. Dennis appeared during the original first episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club in the 1950s. I looked up some videos, and he was a damn cute tap dancer. Uh, Dennis and Henry moved to Phoenix and in their old age, hired some dude to stay in the house with them and help with chores, cooking, all that jazz. The dude they hired, Daniel Berta, is a dick. He was knocked down with the chores and slacked off constantly. So obviously Dennis and Henry wanted him to get the fuck out. But guess what? Daniel wouldn't leave. Eventually, Henry had to be admitted to an assisted living facility because of dementia. So when he told caretakers that he thinks his husband is missing, he was dismissed. Ugh. They didn't believe him. That bastard Daniel Berta murdered Dennis, shoved him under a giant heap of clothes and left him there for 18 months. Berta continued to live in the house with the dead body for months and he used cleaning supplies to cover up the leaking fluids because, quote, it smelled like death and then says, what a dick. They caught the fucker. He's been arrested on charges of second degree manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide, criminal mistreatment and abuse of a corpse. And he confessed, thankfully. Anyway, I hope the story rocks your world at least a little bit because my jaw <laughs> was on the floor for days. Thank you for everything y'all do to normalize the love of the macabre and normalize mental health conversations. Stay sexy and please check Check in on your neighbors, Caitlin. Oh, I remember reading that story. You do? Uh-huh. Because, well, we used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club every day after school because it was in reruns. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of stuck out to me. But also, I don't understand those people. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of issues going on. How you could live in the house with a person that you killed. It's just no. such a sign of how cut off you are from. Definitely. It's hideous. Yeah. And then to complain that it smelled like dead bodies. Because so you tried to cover it up to fucking complain about anything <laughs> shut up yeah just shut up and go to jail yeah okay 
Um, the subject line of this one is, my mom tried her hand at vigilantism. <laughs> Lighthearted. Okay. Hello, to lighten up these quarantine times, I've got a story for you that's got all your favorite things. 80s moms, hot robbers, and people staying sexy and not getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Back in the 80s, my mom was 20 or 21 working in a bank as a bank teller for a summer job. She'd only been working at the bank for a few months, but had already been robbed three times. Holy shit. Since the bank wanted to keep everyone safe during the robbery, protocol was to just sit quietly and give the robbers what they wanted and not to alert anyone of the robbery until the robbers had left. This meant that three times a man had just walked up to my mom, slid a note that said something along the lines of, this is a robbery, give me all your cash, and then casually walked out with the money. This didn't sit well with my mom, who has a strong sense of right and wrong and doesn't like seeing people get away with bullshit. One day as my mom was uh, at the teller desk, a very handsome man walked into the bank. My mom was hoping he'd stop at her desk and she was elated when he did. She was over the moon when he slid his phone number to her across the desk. Imagine her dismay when she unfolded the paper (laughs) to see that it wasn't his phone number, but another, this is a robbery note. My mom gave him the cash and watched him walk out of the bank. But for whatever reason, she decided she wasn't gonna let this robber get away with it. She ran out the door screaming, someone call the police, this man just robbed a bank. No. She, She followed him for a few blocks screaming behind him until he turned around waving a gun at her and said, lady you gotta stop or i have to shoot you needless to say she headed back to the bank and shortly thereafter the police arrived she gave them a statement and description of the man and while they laughed at her brazenness they told her under no uncertain circumstances that it was very dumb and she should never chase a bank robber again anyways i think she quit that job shortly after but i'd like to think that word got out about the crazy screaming bank teller and that robberies dropped significantly at that branch after the incident Stay sexy and don't risk your life for minimum wage page. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Shout out to my friend Karina. We work together, but I haven't seen her since lockdown and I miss her terribly. Aww. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Sneak in a shout out at the end. You did the work. You get the shout out. <laughs> that's right. Okay. This one's called Message in a Motherfucking Bottle. Sweet salutations and well wishes. Let's jump right in, shall we? Recently, while talking with my dad, Bob, such a dad name, about interesting things we found on our local beaches, he reminded me of this gem. While out metal detecting one day, my dad came across a small white pill bottle sticking out from the sand. He's always been against picking up strange pieces of garbage in public places. It's a good rule. Yeah. For some odd reason, scoop this baby up. Since the cap was still on, he shook it to see if anything was inside. He heard what he said sounded like rice rattling and decided to open it. Not only was the rice in there, along with some green herbs, but there was also a piece of paper with a handwritten message. That's right, y'all, a motherfucking message in a bottle. After freaking out about it with my stepmom, he took the message to work the next day to see if anyone could decipher it. You see, the message was written in Spanish, and my dad is a middle-aged white man who doesn't know a lick of Spanish outside of, you are a shithead, and other meaningless phrases he learned back in high school. (laughs) One coworker tried to read it, but couldn't understand the specific dialect that it was written in. That's when his coworker, Jorge, tried to take a stab at it. While reading it, Jorge started crying. He looked up at my dad and said, the man who wrote this is from my hometown in Cuba. No. So not only did my dad find a fucking message in a bottle, but the man reading it to my dad is from the same town as its origins. In today's odds, I would say that's one in a million. The message was written by a man who had been diagnosed with cancer. He was wishing for good health and prosperity for his family, especially his wife and children, after he could no longer be with them. 
Unfortunately, that's all we know of him. There's no way for us to be able to reach out and find any more information. We're not sure if this man is alive or what happened to him, but I hope he is at peace wherever he is and that his family is faring well. In times like these, it struck a chord with my heart. So much shit is happening and affecting so many people all around the world. I want to do exactly what this guy did and send out wishes for good health and prosperity to anyone who may need it and physically help those around me when I can. Look out for your neighbors and do what you got to do so we can all get through this safely. Sorry this email was so long, but I just had to share it. Thank you for continuing this podcast and bringing light and laughter during this crisis. Stay sexy and always pick up the garbage on the beach. You never know what you might find. Emily in Florida. Oh, that that's so good. No. Oh, I love that Jorge is all touched. And and like that, How? what is? what are the odds of that? coincidence that's crazy i mean that's unbelievable totally love it if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve the key to getting hooked is the details i need rich visuals and intricate storylines and june's journey has that and more June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay. This last one is like an update one. So remember when we talked about the light bulb burglar that was going to mm-hmm. up to people's, and that was like in Sacramento, going onto people's porches and stealing their light bulbs? Yes. So we got an update. Okay. Uh, hello, ladies. I was doing the dishes and listening to the latest mini-sode when you read the story of the light bulb burglar in Sacramento. I grew up in Sacramento and most of my family still lives there. When I heard the email about the light bulb burglar, I had to sit down and write immediately. My cousin is one of those very smart, very clueless people who can make two plus two equal five with some mash shit, but doesn't have the common sense to not open the door to a stranger at 1230 at night. My cousin lives in South Sacramento in a house with two other single women in their 20s and two giant chocolate labs, thank God. One night last year, she heard some rustling on the front porch and the dogs began the low growl that big dogs make. Mm. So my sweet clueless cousin goes to the door and looks out the people to see a mid-20s man unscrewing her porch light. Uh-huh. This is where the, a normal person would call the cops, but not her. What does she do? She opens the door. No. Let- <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, the screen was still shut and locked. With the two dogs growling behind her, she asked him what he was doing. He froze and then stammered that he was out of light bulb. So my genius cousin told him she need- <laughs> she needed that one on her porch, but she had more. She went and got him one. No. Opened the screen door and gave him a light bulb. He said thank you and left. It wasn't until he had gone that she realized how badly things could have gone. The rest of the family is just glad that she has those big, scary-sounding dogs, Michelle. P.S. I was born in Sacramento in the late 80s, and my parents grew up here in the 60s and 70s. It wasn't until I began listening to your podcast that I truly began to understand the paranoias and quirks that my parents have regarding deadbolts and sticks in windows. Mm-hmm. Turns out that they have they must have some very justified PTSD from growing up in the heyday of Sacramento serial killers. Yeah. So the light bulb thing, I was going to say too. a bunch of people commented and said that that's actually some uh, people who are burglars will ahead a couple days ahead of time, take the light bulb out, then come back in the dark and burglarize the place. So that's another reason they do it. Burglars or, uh, you know, people that like to slit your throat. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to get rid of the light so that you can do what you want. She gave him light bulbs. Hold on one second. You're stealing from me. Let me help you steal. Do you like a soft white or do you like a brighter (laughs) bulb? 
Look, I've got 60. I've got 70 watt, but we can go down. I have a beautiful pink 20 watt bulb. Is it for outdoors? Because is it for the bedroom? <laughs> is it for your murder room? Okay. <laughs> this one's called Spooky Halloween in May. Hey there. A few months ago, my grandpa passed away. And while thinking about him, I remembered this ghost story that he told us about a few years ago. And I thought I would share My grandpa was a 99-year-old World War II veteran who survived to see an entire century, 1920 to 2020. He could make friends with anyone and was also the most flirtatious man I've ever met. Uh, A few years before he died, my parents and I took an excursion to his hometown so he could show us the house he grew up in, where he went to school, and visit his parents' gravestones. A few nights before we left on this trip, he had a strange dream. Apparently, when he was in high school, a girl at his school was killed in a car accident. He knew her the way everyone knows everyone in a small town high school. This girl appeared to him in his dream and asked him to visit her gravesite. Her parents were long gone, and she told him that no one had visited her grave in years and that she was lonely. The next morning, he told my mom that this girl had what this girl had said and asked if he could go see her grave when he visited the cemetery. My mom agreed and proceeded to contact the cemetery to see if they had a map of sorts with the plot names. My grandpa told her that it wasn't necessary because he knew where she was buried. My mom asked him to clarify since he said he barely knew her. And he told her that the girl in the dream had given instructions to her burial site. She had described her headstone and given him landmarks in the cemetery to be able to find her. Long story short, after we arrived at the cemetery and went to his parents' headstone, my grandpa proceeded to walk almost directly over to where this girl's headstone was located. He stood there for a minute and said a prayer for her, and then we left. To think that poor girl contacted my grandpa to ask him to visit her because there wasn't really anyone else alive who could think who could remember her? Wild. Before I close this out, I want to give a special shout out to all morgue and funeral home employees. They're essential employees who are being directly exposed to COVID-19 every single day. When COVID patients die, they are sent to morgues or directly to funeral homes, and those employees have to either cremate or embalm the deceased while potentially being exposed. They also have to figure out how to arrange funeral services with the family members to let them properly grieve their loved ones without endangering themselves or anyone attending. Many funeral homes are refusing COVID cases because of the risks, so small family funeral homes like the one my mom has worked at for almost 15 years are being overwhelmed. My mom is a super badass and is being so cautious to protect herself and others while doing her absolute best to make sure that families are being able to say proper goodbyes to their loved ones. She's truly the best and makes me so proud to be her daughter. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for all you guys do. SSDGM, Claire. I love that. That's awesome. That's that's the kind of job that people aren't talking about. That's just as definitely essential. Yeah. But again, it's death. So no one wants to talk about it. Right. And people act like there's the stigma. But yeah. Thank you to all funeral home workers, people. And that what an overwhelming situation and position to be in totally. to work in, in that. Ugh. Must be so scary. You have to be so brave even if you're you don't want to be. Yeah. I can't imagine. I just found out my cousin Annie Galindo is that's she intubates people for a living. She's what? an anesthesiologist. Holy but God. she also lists in intubation. So she is completely uh on the front lines and she's wow. always been a bad she used to be <laughs> she's amazing i love my cousin Annie, so shout out to her too i wow. mean incredible everybody's doing everything and fighting out there for us yeah. all 
We're so grateful. Thanks, you guys. Send us your stories, whatever they may be, to my favorite murder at Gmail or on our website or wherever. Yay. And happy birthday, Karen. Thanks, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be another great 50. I can't believe I'm fucking 50. (laughs) We're going to have the biggest party this summer. Oh, my God. We're going to have the best party. It's going to be so good. You know what we should do is go to the um, island where they tried to have the fire fest. And we're going to make it like what they tried to make it. Yes. Ham sandwiches. Cheetahs. Of course, Instagram models of all various sorts. We'll get all those. Four Loco will sponsor it. Oh, my God. Yeah, everybody. Let's do it. We're all invited. But um, it's going to be, we're going to have to put a pin in sending the invitation until, you know, until people can stop um, going out and not wearing masks and pretending that that's their choice. It's so crazy. It's It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Someone tweeted today that they saw they reopened the trails and like the hiking things around Los Angeles because you can socially distance. Yeah. And there was two joggers not wearing masks. And there was a for, uh, like a forestry, like a ranger standing there going, hey, you need to. And they both flipped them <gasps> off as they, as they jogged by. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck those guys. And, you that, know, that's the kind of people uh, who aren't wearing masks is the people who f- will flip off a fucking park ranger well because they believe that they don't have like if they feel like they're fine yeah. then they don't have to which isn't and, the point and, you guys the point no. is not to spread it in case you have it to yeah. other people and who you can't don't know survive. if you're an asymptomatic That's carrier right. it's very My simple birthday, can i just have this one thing <laughs> do it for karen's Steven's birthday freaking out because <laughs> Steven's freaking out because we keep talking over each other oh really <laughs> he's like I no, can't no, edit I, this. no no i'm i'm ugh, i was I, I went to target today and it's just like lines around the block like today t- right now is the worst time to go anywhere if you yeah. can stay home right now because people who th- now think things are open and normal again are wearing not wearing masks and just, just acting like, like it's normal walk into target or walk into a place and then just pull their mask off oh. as, as it's, all of a sudden it's yeah, yeah no, we, I'm, what I'm we need you to too. do is keep the parking lot safe thank you yeah good yeah, job but, the air feel free inside the store no. well you know what it is though this is like such high level denial because there are some people that are so scared of this that what they're saying is it's not really happening yeah and they need they need to go out and scream at people and use their anger to defend when actually they're just go they're just going i'm so scared i don't know what to do with myself that's a good point yeah so yeah. definitely attack those people <laughs> just kidding. for your birthday, totally for, Kara's birthday. for my birthday oh my god what if it's like i start the purge <laughs> i start the purge against non-masked people oh no it's not your choice that's my only point don't hurt anybody yeah don't even say anything to them because that's what they want a lot of those people that do that it's like they go out and it's yeah. like yeah say something to me and it's like oh uh, y- you know you're saying it to yourself you're you're saying it without saying a word you're lonely and scared is the one thing i would say but (laughs) don't even say that all right anyway yeah it's crazy we have to process this somehow ourselves on the minisode (laughs) but thank you for all your stories and support systems and we love you yes stay strong Mm -hmm. and stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye Goodbye. Uh, elvis you want a cookie Ah!